Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudia Gavaza, and for today, we do get into um, a discussion around uh, the intersection between uh, technology and uh, the healthcare services um, industry, um, just to understand um, you know, one company's attempt uh, to change the way that uh, we interact and uh, engage with our prescriptions. I think that is one of those uh, things that everyone um, is uh, quite familiar with and today we're going to be talking to the team from EM Guidance just to understand what they are doing and uh, helping us uh, to go through this uh, we are joined by uh, the team Uh, we are joined by uh, Dr. Mohamed Dawai who is uh, co-founder and chief product officer over at EM Guidance and then also with uh, Dr. Uh, Yasin Khan who is also a co-founder and uh, he uh, serves as the CEO of uh, EM Guidance and uh, they've actually uh, come out uh, with a platform, a new one called uh, Prescribe It, uh, that they think is going to help to reduce uh, workflows for healthcare providers and pharmacies while making uh, medication safer, uh, more cost-effective and easier to collect for patients. Now, uh, a good place for us to start is maybe getting a sense before we dive into um, the new, you know, prescribed platform is getting a little bit around uh, EM guidance. Um, I think on this uh, on this end, uh, for people that follow the the platform, um, you know that we keep uh, quite a big eye on what's going on in the startup space. And I first uh, encountered EM guidance uh, on my travels. Um, I think it was about a year or so ago um, in Dubai. Uh, the team from EM Guidance was there as well. I think it was, if I remember correctly, part of MultiChoice's accelerator at the time. And I got to and I got to meet Dr. Khan at the time, and it sounded like a really great platform. So I'm glad that you know after you know the back and forths of oh yes, we should definitely do something. That something is actually being done. You know, albeit about a year later. So maybe uh, Dr. Khan, uh, maybe you can start off by giving us a little bit of a sense around EM Guidance. Uh, what does uh, the company do and also how long have you guys been in business for? Mandiwa, thanks. Uh, thanks very much. And we are certainly very glad that we are we are now doing something. Um, so so I think to, to start off with we talk about EM guidance as a startup, but it's probably a little bit of a um, <laughs> baby with a mustache, right? It's a bit of an overgrowth <laughs> startup at, at this stage. We've been around for about six, seven years now. Um, and the platform was really born by myself and Mohammed's experiences and uh, the experiences of our colleagues as well, uh, working on the front line uh, in the South African health system um, and understanding, you know, very firsthand some of the pain points um, encountered by healthcare professionals in, in delivering optimal care. Uh, and a lot of it went around having the right support, having the right information uh, on the front line. And so we, we started information, we started EM Guidance uh, at that time. And the, 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 the vision of EM Guidance has always been to provide the technology, the information and the support uh, to healthcare professionals primarily. So the, the purpose of the company uh, is to empower the frontline. And our vision from a business perspective is really to build a healthcare platform around that that brings value to the entire ecosystem. So we really say to deliver essential medical guidance to healthcare professionals across the world, 
um, and we do so in collaboration with the healthcare and medical industry to impact patient care outcomes globally. Uh, and so what do we mean you know, practically when we talk about the healthcare platform and, and the tools it delivers? Um, so firstly, uh, over the years, EM Guidance has been, has been a digital app uh, and website. Uh, and the fundamental problem that uh, it solved was we, we serve as an information aggregator in the healthcare space. So we pull in uh, medicines information, pricing information, uh, clinical protocol information, medical training information, and we do so from, from actually from, from across board, uh, the healthcare ecosystem, academia, pharmaceuticals. And so our platform serves as a kind of a search engine that healthcare professionals use on a day-to-day -day basis. So just a little bit on that, um, you know, healthcare professionals, we, we can quite confidently say now over the years, EM Guidance has become the single most used well-penetrated app and website among South African healthcare professionals. There are upwards of nearly 60,000 healthcare professionals uh, and something like 12,000 plus users on a, on a daily basis, so extremely, extremely active, mostly using the platform as a kind of a search engine to find the right medicine, find the right treatment, the right dosage, etc. And as we built that out, and as we sort of solved that singular problem empowering healthcare professionals with, in, with information, the business that we've built over the last couple of years has primarily been um, opportunities for companies, medical companies, to digitally engage their healthcare audience. Uh, and so we work mainly with pharmaceutical companies, uh, medical device companies, who who, who run effectively a quite transparent digital programs through the platform. Um, everything from, from full conferences in the app to launching new products and, and so forth, uh, you know, without getting into the detail of the, of the products. But, but in short, that's been the platform that we've run over the last couple of years. And the vision is really to ensure that we keep healthcare professionals at the center of the, of the platform. And most recently, what we've done is on, within the platform, we have uh, branched out a new tool to be used in line in, in the practice, which is really our digital prescribing tool, leveraging a lot of the information that we've built, but you know, taking the, the next step to provide a scripting tool in practice. Okay, cool. Uh, now, I like, I like where we are in this uh, conversation because um, one of the things that I, there's two points that come up to me um, as you're talking, uh, as you're talking, Dr. Dr. Khan, is that uh, I remember when we were in Dubai, you described to me one of the biggest problems in the industry, um, which was around um, the fact that sometimes there's a disconnect between the what is prescribed to people versus, you know, the interaction of medicines. I remember you went into a lot of detail um, around uh, around all of that. And subsequently, um, I think interestingly, I've actually found a couple of people that actually use your platform on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, I, I don't work for any of the companies, so I'm not shy to say that these are people that come from uh, the world of Discam that are making that are making use of the platform. So I guess on my side, it's been like, oh, okay, cool. This is what, uh, you know, uh, 
this man was actually trying to describe to me. So um, I guess on that end then, uh, Dr. Dalwai bringing you in here is to understand, prescribe it, um, you know, where it falls on the platform, uh, not on the platform, rather on the spectrum of uh, different things that you guys are doing. And the reason I'm asking that is to is to simply get a sense of if you have such a big repository of information as um, as what EM guidance is and is meant to be, why the necessity then to, I guess, pull something out um, and then create something that, that's focused purely um, on uh, what you call this, uh, on the prescription side of things? Does it, you know, continue to integrate and, you know, flow into the rest of the EM guidance system? Um, how does it d differentiate itself from um, the main platform? No, no, definitely. Thanks for that. And, you know, as kind of building on what Yasin has said, it really is kind of the um, one of the tools that we build in on top of EM guidance, you know. And when you think about it, a, a large part of the healthcare workers that engage on EM guidance are looking at um, medicines information. And when you think about creating a tool for healthcare workers and moving towards an inline tool, that they're using on an everyday basis for almost every patient, uh, one of the key areas is medicines information and making sure that you prescribe the correct medicine for the correct patient at the right time. So it was almost a natural evolution of, the, of that part of the platform to be able to develop this tool. Now, there are multiple other tools that we can develop as well. And, and you know, as part of our roadmap is really taking a more comprehensive look at the ecosystem and looking at how do we create tools that, you know, create, uh, impact patient care at the end of the day. But that was one of the big reasons why we went into medicines um, and into prescribing specifically. And that's where our focus has really been in prescribing really on three key areas. You know, the one is the clinical intelligence. So we've really been curating the latest and um, uh, best medicines information. So how do we improve that clinical information and actually pull that clinical information and intelligence into the um, prescription tool? The Yasin spoke around the pricing information, the co-payment information. So all of the, that information that a doctor needs to be able to prescribe for their patient really at their fingertips when they're prescribing, you know, to know what drug is actually going to be paid for, whether the patient's going to have a co-payment or not, is actually vitally important because this all impacts whether the patient's going to be adherent to that drug or not. So that clinical intelligence, that wider, you know, economic intelligence is all built in, and that's one of the key pillars of uh, the prescribed module. The other key uh, pillar is really around the security and around the legal compliance. So, you know, many people don't know that most of the digital prescriptions available today are actually not compliant with the law. You know, there's normally they need to be signed using something called an advanced electronic signature. These are very difficult to get, um, but that is the, the legislation that you actually have to have. It. And, and it's a lot from a security perspective to ensure, you know, decrease in fraud and abuse so that we know that the doctor is the one that actually signed that prescription. And then the third pillar that's very important for us is really the ability to integrate with uh, multiple pharmacies across the country and making sure that you can have this distribution where a patient can walk into any pharmacy and be able to redeem their script 
uh, easily and successfully at all these different pharmacies. So we've really collaborated widely with the majority of pharmacies across the country, including all major pharmacies um, and pharmacy um, brands. Um, Madiwa, yes. if I may just build on a little bit and, and just tacking on to your, your question about where um, the, the advancement in scripting kind of sits with respect to our overall platform strategy. Um, yeah. um, I, I think that the, the platform centered around healthcare professionals has caused us to look at our sort of overarching objectives as a, as a company and a platform in the, in the healthcare space. Uh, based on sort of that, that that theory of, you know, centering a powerful platform around healthcare professionals, we ask ourselves a, a few questions, right? Um, and that is like from that vantage point, how do we make, how do we make, how do we grow a large platform that creates significant healthcare impact, so creates value, uh, reduce costs and creates value for multiple players within the, within the ecosystem. And when we look at, when we look at that, we realize a few things. Firstly, you have very few healthcare professionals comparatively to the amount of patients in the system. Healthcare professionals are fundamentally responsible for healthcare decision-making. As much as patients are more and more encouraged to be involved in decision-making, healthcare professionals play a pivotal role in the decisions that are made. And because they play a pivotal role in the decisions that are made, they they play a pivotal role in, in, in the, the choice of healthcare interventions, whether it be drugs, whether it be hospitalization, whether it be the use of uh, investigations, uh, et cetera. And so that core group of individuals is quite um, remarkably um, impactful to healthcare outcomes and healthcare money flow. And that's really fundamental you know, for, for us to understand with respect to our overarching objectives with respect to creating value and to building a business. And, and so when we look at that practically, what that means is that in our strategy, what we've said from the beginning was that let's build a powerful platform around healthcare professionals and ensure that we provide a leading source of information and content and education. But we have, but if you look at education and content, it sort of happens outside the, the, the actual workflow. And so the next layer in EM guidance is really taking the community that we have, the, the information that we have, and creating this layer of tools that can be, can, can be within the workflow and can more powerfully um, drive and support decision making. Um, and on top of that sort of tools layer, that sort of utility layer, we can build a, 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 a sort of data layer on the platform that will allow us to track and ensure that the value being driven and outcomes being driven from all of these tools can be utilized, um, can, be demonstrated to be, can be demonstrated to be effective and the sort of business and revenue opportunities in that layer as well. So just sort of like give you a bird's eye view as to um, how we see this, we see sort of a content and educational layer, a data, a, a, a tools layer, and you know, data analytics uh, as, an, as an opportunity in the long run. And the last sort of area in our horizon is how that ties into the financial aspects of healthcare. Um, and we've got some concepts in that respect as well. Um, but I hope that sort of gives you a sense of uh, where, where we are taking this to from a, from a platform strategy and a business strategy perspective. 
No, it certainly uh, I, I makes sense, you know, from that point of view, um, that mission to, you know, to help to digitize um, what a lot of healthcare professionals are doing on a day-to-day basis, uh, but adding an information layer, you know, on top of that, because a lot of the time, at least to my understanding, healthcare professionals um, need to stay abreast in one way or another um, around what's going on in the latest, uh, you know, the latest in treatments, the latest medicines, all that. Uh, the friends that I do have that are doctors, you know, spend a lot of the time uh, reading journals and, you know, that type of thing. And one can understand that it's not always possible to to have some of that information at your fingertips. So um, having a platform where you can easily just go and understand what's going on certainly makes sense. And when it comes to the workflow, um, I guess part of things, and especially um, what you mentioned earlier on, there's a lot of informality that comes with uh, the way we communicate online, uh, whether that's the WhatsApps, emails, that type of thing. And as you said earlier on, you know, trying to add a layer that adds the legality as well to that, you know, certainly does uh, make sense. But I wanted to drill down a little bit on um the point that uh, Dr. Khan was making around that uh, that workflow, because someone who might, who's listening to this uh, might then be curious to understand uh, uh, um, to say on a practical level, right? Um, can you give us just a scenario of how, let's say, prescribe it can can be used or is being used at the moment? Maybe Dr. Dalwai, you can give us um, a sense around that. Who's actually using? you know, the what you call those, who's actually got the app on their phone? Is it me as a patient? Is it, uh, is it my pharmacist? Is it my doctor? Is it all three of us that have uh, this platform? Do I not even need to have it? And then the healthcare guys are just talking between them um, on a practical level. Uh, just can you just give us what, what that looks like? I've gone to the doctor, um, you know, maybe I've got a migraine and I've been given uh, a prescription or something. Um, maybe it all happened virtually. It was a virtual call. I gave my, uh, what do you call this? I gave all my um, symptoms and a diagnosis was made and all that. Yes, let's let's take it from there. So, yeah, so thanks for that. In, 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 in you know, in, in practical terms, so it, it can work in, in either setting, whether it's a virtual consultation or a real consultation. Um, the doctor sees the patient, makes a diagnosis, and then goes, look, I want to actually prescribe something for this patient. And in the current setting is they write out on a piece of paper um, in a very neat handwriting, as you can uh, uh, imagine, um, <laughs> and it's easily legible by um, other healthcare workers. And then they give that piece of paper to the patient. Now the patient has a piece of paper that they must keep uh, safe and that they must then get to a pharmacy to be able to get it dispensed. And, you know, there's, there's an, a number of challenges with that. If you think about it, I can lose that piece of paper. Other people can see that piece of paper. Um, they can get, you know, damaged, etc. The writing on it and, you know, some of the medication errors actually stem from the incorrect ability to actually read what the doctor has written on that, um, that prescription. And that can lead to serious uh, side effects and serious problems for the, the patient as well. So if we take that current system, what we have is the ability for the doctor to do it either on their computer or on their phone to very easily and quickly um, 
choose the medication that they want. And with that medication, they'll get a whole host of information with that um, for them to make a better decision. So they'll be able to see, you know, what's the correct dose according to the uh, package information, what is their side effects, are the interactions when they add one drug uh, um, or, or multiple drugs. Um, is it safe to use in pregnancy uh, if the patient has renal failure? All of that information is all available for them. And as well as they'll be able to see, is this, uh, what's the uh, single exit price of this drug? Um, and whether or not this patient on this medical scheme and plan, whether this scheme or plan will cover this medication. So all of that information is available as the doctor then goes through and chooses the drugs that they add to the script. They'll then assign that script digitally uh, using a, you know, OTP or a two-factor authentication. And then the patient will get a simple SMS or email. They won't actually have the script. They'll be able to then have a digital uh, version of that script uh, or a preview of that script. They can then take that um, code to any pharmacy in the country, be able to give that code to the pharmacy, and the pharmacy then will be able to pull down the original script that because of the uh, AES signature is actually the original script. And they'll be able to dispense all schedules from uh, Schedule 0 all the way to Schedule 6 drugs um, on that script, and they'll, they'll be able to then go home with that uh, medication. You know, we're looking at collaborations to be able to offer um, delivery to the patient's home and really thinking about the doctor, the pharmacy, and the patient, and how do you make that flow as efficient as possible, as safe as possible, um, and um, really making it work for the, 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 the patient at the end of the day. Okay, I think that gives us a nice, uh, a nice understanding of uh, you know how things work, uh, and especially that uh, very practical example because I'm sure that's an that's an interaction whether in person or virtual um, that uh, people around the country have gone through. We've all been to the doctor or a healthcare professional, you know, of uh, you know of some sort. But I wanna, I, I want yes. Just to add one other thing there, I think one of the biggest challenges with electronic uh, prescriptions currently in our market is a doctor could send the prescription or the patient could send the prescription to the pharmacy. The pharmacy doesn't actually know, has this patient sent it to five other pharmacies or is it only sent to me? And that is a challenge that we have once you go digital. And I think the unique difference with EM guidance is because we never send the script to the patient, we have an immutable, trackable history of that script journey. So a pharmacy will be able to tell, okay, this patient has only sent the script to this pharmacy, and I can then issue it and dispense it safely to this patient. They can, they'll be able to see if that patient has sent it to more than one pharmacy or multiple pharmacies, and then they can go, look, safely, I don't, want, I don't feel comfortable uh, dispensing this medication. Um, and that decreases a, a huge challenge in our market, which is the fraud and abuse of uh, a scheduled medication. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a that's a good place to be at. I think sometimes we forget the fact that um, with every every great tool or everything that's done on a positive level, uh, people always find ways to be creative, um, <laughs> you know, to possibly use it for you know uh, less than positive uh, less than positive reasons and means. But just as a just as a follow up to that, I really want to talk about. Um, come back to the strategy but on the practicality side one of the things i'm very curious about is i guess the learning curve 
around a platform like this because um, you, what you've just described, it sounds so simple, right? But I can imagine that it's, um, it, it's a process that over your, uh, your, your six to seven years has meant changing the way that the industry operates on a fundamental level, on a healthcare level, but also on a consumer level, especially where um, so many, I guess the socioeconomic factor, right? We take the word digital for uh, for what you call this, for, for granted sometimes, right? And I guess for me, it's just to understand whether, you, whether we have arrived at that point where you know, healthcare on a digital level is just there and that's normal life or whether or not there's still some friction in terms of either the patient, you know, being able to understand, okay, fine, this is a digital script. You don't need the paper anymore. You can, you can, you can make it happen or, you know, maybe friction on the pharmacist side, whatever it is, just keen to get your sense. Either one of you can take this one. Um, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you've got some thoughts as well. Do you want to go and I'll jump in? Yeah, no, thanks for that question. I, I think the, um, it, it's always interesting, you know, whenever you implement or, 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 or roll out a new system, that, that learning curve is, is, is always extremely steep. And I think that, you know, we always take a step back and you think about it in the long arc of the world. You know, over the next five to ten years, there will not be a piece of paper anymore from the doctor, you know? And so when you think about it in terms of how do you create a system that facilitates this transition into digital? Because you can't do it in terms of, actually, you know what, there's only one way and it's completely digital and if it doesn't work, then I'm sorry, you can't get healthcare. So how do you create steps in your process to be able to help transition patients and pharmacies into this, uh, this mode? And we've created a number of steps to be able to facilitate this transition whilst keeping it extremely uh, tight from a security and legal perspective. So, you know, some of the simple or practical examples is if patients uh, and some of our doctors have asked us this is that, you know, if my patients can't, don't understand digital yet, they still want something like a piece of paper in their hand. And that we allow them to then print out a small code or a, 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 a simple view, which is not a script, but a view so that that patient can take that code to the pharmacy to be able to redeem that script. You know, simple things like that. At the pharmacy level, we allow certain pharmacies and pharmacies to be able to understand that uh, the, the, the trackable history and to be able to give them a link uh, very quickly to the script so that they can also then access the script. And it really is an educational element of what is this digital script mean and what the, what, what's the legal component here. And I think that's the huge kind of challenge that we are engaging with in the ecosystem now is because of COVID, a lot of things went digital. And we've kind of went digital um, and allowed it to go digital um, for that period, even though it didn't really kind of fit the legal ramifications of the legal framework. And now what we are seeing is that as we go digital with more and more um, processes, how do you ensure that every process that you are actually implementing fits the legal criteria and, and meets the, leg the legislation? 
And so that education of this is how the system uh, meets the legislation, this is how it is uh, accepted by the different councils, by the different societies, I think is super important. So we're doing a huge educational element around um, the legalities around e-prescribing for pharmacies, um, as well as for doctors, you know, to ensure that everybody is aware of um, what is required and how best to utilize new technology as it comes in. All right. Uh, Dr. Khan? Yeah, just um, to add to that, I think that the principal question on how one builds really good health technology that's actually used, taken up by doctors and patients, uh, we track back to our values and cultural principles for this. Um, Two of EM Guidance's core principles are localization and utility or usefulness. We believe that health technology has to be incredibly contextualized and and localized, and we have to emphasize user experience and usefulness, seamlessness for the user. So we we go to great pains to ensure that uh, through our existing platform and through Prescribed, we deal we, we've, we've made a major investment into things like ensuring that we've got the right local medicines data, we've got every last price, that the product and the technology speaks exactly to local regulation, that when you're into it, you can see the, the right, not only the right pharmacies in South Africa, but the right pharmacies in your location. Um, and so it's so incredibly well designed with the South African healthcare professional and patient in mind um, and it's certainly not something sort of off the shelf globally, and it's it's based in class from a global perspective, but localized. And that's really our, our approach, and I, I think that goes a long way to adoption. Um, and then I think the, the, the other things to add is that um, it's not really, it, it's often like this, right? We talk about digital transformation. But what we're not simply doing is taking existing world processes and creating digital versions of them. It's digitization is actually a fundamental opportunity for optimization. You can do it better. You can do it faster. You can reduce error. You can create better healthcare outcomes. So we we note that you know many health tech endeavors focus on simply replicating an existing process in the digital world whereas we look at it very differently at em guidance for example we maintain a science team of doctors pharmacists all the way through to especially through through medical specialist experts on board um, and we therefore ensure that particularly the solutions we built for healthcare professionals have a, a level of intelligence to them so prescribe it is incredibly intelligent from a clinical perspective. Not only is it a simple digital tool, but it's incredibly intelligent clinically. So that investment in in really looking at digital through the sort of what's the opportunity to optimize healthcare uh, is, I think, kind of what also speaks to uh, ensuring that we build best in class uh, tech products that are genuinely adopted. Hmm. Uh, and and I guess on that front, uh, the the investment in actually making sure uh, that uh, all of that um, is happening, I can imagine that it's been quite a heavy endeavor. You know, trying to create new process, trying to digitize um, existing processes. Um, for me, it's probably aggregating the data 
you know, into 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 a form um, that is firstly understood by by everyone, uh, but secondly is accessible, you know, from the various uh, from the various sources, um, whether it's. Um, the government databases, the uh, manufacturers themselves, the pharmaceutical companies, um, uh, the medical aid companies, what can they cover, not cover, patient records, all of that. It's, it's, it's quite a tall endeavor. Um, so I'm hoping that in this last part of the discussion, we can get a, a sense into um, the funding side of things. When we talk to businesses, we always try to understand the funding journey. Um yeah what's what's been the funding journey like uh, at the moment are you guys currently raising any funds are you okay you know with where you are have you reached uh, i guess the because um at the moment you, you the fact that a person can uh, be able to use uh, a script that's coming out of your system at any pharmacy in the country means from a scale point of view at least on a national level you guys have um you know scale so just get getting a sense of What's been the funding journey at the moment? Are you guys looking for, um, are you guys currently raising uh, by any chance? Uh, so to talk a little bit about the journey, uh, M Guidance was, as I mentioned, uh, founded about six, seven years ago. Um, and as a typical technology app and startup at that point, um, with very large ambitions, uh, requiring uh, quite significant expert software development uh, and and a medical team behind it to get the platform you know to where it needed to be from a scale perspective. So it had always been from the onset a quite a capital intensive uh, exercise, and um, we had uh, initially sought funding in the sort of angel uh, and seed network uh, in in South Africa and and abroad, and we had successfully managed to kick the project off at, at that point, um, and. As the platform grew and contraction, uh, we onboarded the institutional capital, institutional venture capital from South Africa. Um, and that was quite a step for us. Um, and we were fortunate in that journey as well to tap into strategic funding from companies like MultiChoice as well. So, so companies like the MultiChoice Innovation Fund and, and IDF Capital from a venture capital perspective, uh, the ASISA fund uh, locally from a local VCPE uh, perspective have, have all been supporting EM guidance. And of course, our, our network of uh, quite strategic sort of angels and, and high nets in the, in the medical and pharmaceutical space, really. Um, so that has seen us through uh, to the point where we grew the platform and business to quite a healthy point with the local pharmaceutical industry, local and global pharmaceutical industry. I, I, I may add, we do contract out of South Africa. Uh, in, in places like Ghana uh, at this stage with, with Global Pharma. Um, and now, uh, however, to your point, what we are doing is constantly growing. We're growing the platform from a product perspective and new product investment takes takes new capital. Um, and uh, expanding from a market perspective, new market entry takes new capital. So we, we did our last uh, institutional raise uh, about two years ago now, um, and things have been going well. Um, but EM Guidance will be raising growth capital in the near future. Uh, so we are we are looking to we are looking to expand. Uh, we are looking to to build uh, um, advancements to EM Guidance and prescribe it, and we're looking at new market entry. So I, I guess watch that space. Uh, we'll probably um, talk a bit more publicly about our, our next raise in the in the near future. Is that a series B or C? You know, it's a difficult question, Mediva, because. 
we can't find a singular definition as to what Series A actually means. Um, <laughs> I think at Young Guidance, we take a little bit of a different approach to this. Um, yeah. Our approach has never been to raise a more money than we know what to do with at any point in time. Um, and I, I, I say that quite um, um, intentionally that we think that um, many a times there's a little bit of a frenzy around, particularly the Series A concept. And, you know, get to a point where you've determined that a, a particular model for technology and business model works and sort of raise as, money, as much money as you can and blast it around the world. And we know that health tech is particularly more complex. And so, so in that, what we try to do is we try to uh, do these raises and, and raise the modicum of money required to sort of prove the next thing. And we've been doing that consistently. And I think the next round will be no different. Um, there are some some new projects and advancements that we know we need to build out and prove, and we want to raise the amount of money that allows us to do that. Uh, and if you if you call that a series A, then you know you call that a series A. <laughs> so we, we genuinely have a good blend of um, um, getting to revenue um, and and determining sort of profitable segments within the platform uh, and then raising again. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. I, I hope that uh, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it really does, and I think uh, you know that that it will be helped by Dr. Dawai giving us a little bit of insight on three factors. Firstly, how big is the team right now? Uh, secondly, um, Dr. Khan has already mentioned the fact that you guys are doing some business in Ghana. Um, I can imagine that a platform like this has applications all over the world. Um, what are the expansion plans from uh, yeah from that uh, from that point of view? And then I think lastly is just your sense, whatever you can share um, around uh, your your revenue generation. Um, are you at a place where you're comfortable and say, okay, fine, this is a good a good business model. We are generating cash, um, or are there still things that you guys are trying to fine tune? Okay, so I'll I'll maybe start off, and I'm sure yes, we'll jump in with the, the um, with an addition kind of points and stuff. So you know, at the, at the moment, um, the team is around like twenty five. Uh, um, you know, sitting across um, Johannesburg and Cape Town, um, and you know, so the platform is it has utility across multiple countries already. And if you think about it, we are actually live in multiple countries across uh, Southern Africa. Well, what we haven't done is commercialized in those countries. So we have thousands of healthcare workers in uh, multiple countries uh, uh, across Africa. And where we have focused our attention is really within Ghana and growing out that user base within Ghana and um, commercializing the product offerings in Ghana. And our, our plan is really to be able to grow, make sure that we are happy with the growth in the company, uh, in the country. And then if there are other opportunities to be able to then open up uh, additional commercialization opportunities in the, 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 the separate um, countries, you know. And then from a, uh, a revenue generation perspective, I, I think that, you know, as, as per, per Yasin's point, we've always thought about EM guidance as ensuring that the business model can work. And once we have kind of gotten that kind of link and got, okay, yes, this model works, it works well, it adds value to all the key stakeholders. And then we really have, uh, you know, increased our funding or raised funding to be able to grow that model out and to be able to expand that. 
So we've seen that over and over again, and with prescribe it now, it's really looking at that now as well, making sure that the model is working, and then thinking about whether or not how do we then grow this um, across um, other locations and other countries as well. I don't know, Yasin, if you want to add on to that. Yeah, I think broadly with respect to the sort of revenue and sustainability question, um, the approach we take is that uh, EM Guidance is a, is a platform um, there are several digital products on the platform and broadly they can be bucketed into our B2B business and our sort of B2C business at this stage. With, with our B2B business being mainly the, the sale on a subscription basis uh, of our digital engagement solutions as we call them. So, so in-platform marketing, uh, in-platform education solutions, in-platform uh, conferencing to pharmaceutical, medical device, and other healthcare companies. And then on the B2C side, uh, subscriptions for healthcare professionals and practices to utilize the uh, software, the, the prescription software. And uh, the, the, the B2C component obviously being relatively new, but over the last few years, we've been managing uh, a sales and customer team with, with most of the, 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 the leading global pharma in Johannesburg. And that's sort of been the bread and butter uh, of our of our revenue stack, but going forward, um, clearly we wish to grow both these lines, both in South Africa and and beyond. Um, but we are we are examining new business models related to the healthcare data that the platform generates, um, and there are a, a number of sort of customers in the business analytics, market intelligence space across the healthcare industry that would benefit from the, the data that the platform generates. Um, so, so market intelligence, data analytics type revenues. Um, and then lastly, I think strategically from a revenue perspective, where are we going? We, we very much believe that the platform really creates value in the healthcare system. And by value, we, we optimize decision-making uh, we create efficiencies for healthcare professionals and patients, and we reduce costs. Um, and so there's 300 billion rand a year, I think, stand under correction of private healthcare spend uh, and, a, and a sizable amount in the state as well. EM guidance is used by nearly all healthcare professionals. Um, and so we, we avert negative outcomes, we facilitate positive outcomes, um, and we that, that equates to quite a significant amount of economic value. For those that pay for healthcare, whether those payers be insurances, whether those payers be government, and whether those payers be hospitals. Um, and so slowly but surely we're advancing the EM guidance model to ensure that um, those that wish to guide healthcare professionals to better healthcare outcomes as a means to, to improve healthcare economics. And um, you know, I'm talking at a very general level here, but there are certain solutions that we have in mind, decision support solutions, solutions for value-based healthcare, solutions for the tracking of clinical outcomes through the platform, that broadly, broadly um, healthcare businesses and payers of healthcare uh, can, can tap into. And directionally, uh, if we tie the business model of the platform into uh, creating value in the healthcare space, is directionally where we, where we want to get to. But at the moment, it's, you know, it's our standard B2B solutions, our subscription solutions that are the sort of order of the day at the, at the moment. So I hope maybe that gives you kind of a sense of where we are and, and where we're going from a, from a business model and revenue perspective. 
Most certainly. And I think that helps us uh, to, you know, uh, close off today's discussion. It has really been a great one uh, just chatting to the team um, over at uh, EM Guidance uh, around that intersection between um, healthcare and technology. Um, how do you use healthcare to digitize um, interactions that people have been having, um, you know, for decades now, you know, with, uh, with the healthcare industry? The simple act of going to the doctor um, getting a prescription, going to the pharmacy, fulfilling uh, that uh, subscri- uh, that uh, prescription. How do you create a process around that um, uh, that's uh, that's easier to use, but that allows uh, for optimization all along the track, and also at the same time allows for um, new processes along the way because it's it's an efficiency game. Um, at the end of the day, you're pulling information, but also at the same time uh, you're trying to make things a little bit easier. A lot of the time people don't even know you know what can or what type of medicine um, their medical aid will cover or not cover and uh, just having some of that information on hand um, can make you know so many headaches um, you know that much easier and then also at the same time just the potential of a platform like this um when when we talk about applications, this is something that's already being used, um, you know, around the country. But um, when you look at the rest of the continent and how similar some of these uh, pain points tend to be, um, one can see, you know, that it could be quite a big play on the continent and other emerging markets where similar um, where similar aspects um, to how people interact with the healthcare how with the healthcare sector um, actually go along. And then I think the last piece. And I think this is uh, where um, where I'll properly end off for today is just um, the fact that a lot of the time uh, when it's been fascinating over the last couple of years, especially through COVID um, and up until now, they're um, seeing more and more doctors that are entering into business uh, and especially doctors that are entering uh, the technology side of the business um, it's 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 been quite uh, quite a great one to see because if you're going to have um, a platform like this you do need the the medical expertise behind it to underpin um, everything that's been going on so to have a team where you have doctors actually coming together and saying okay these are the pain points that we've seen how can we uh, make an impact for the wider industry it's a great thing to see and hopefully we we continue to see more and more examples like this so that's been it thank you so much we were chatting to the co-founders uh, of em guidance that is a uh, dr dalwai as well as dr khan uh, giving us some insight into their business that is em guidance as well as uh, the new prescribed platform uh, that they hope is going to actually help to make the interactions around prescriptions a little bit easier and i'm pretty sure uh, that over time as they raise more money and as they pull out more and more um, service service layers on top of EM Guidance, we will be having further engagements with the team. So, gents, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Madiwa.
And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter with hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. I've been Murio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So from myself, and the rest of the team. It is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.